We are observing this season uh, as a church or as a family, not because it's a biblical mandate, right. because you're not going to find Advent or Lent yep. in the Bible, right. right? So it's like, what are we doing? We're creating rhythms, spiritual rhythms for our family so that we don't just get up every day and it's the same day, like the Groundhog yeah. Day. Like, okay, we're yeah. just doing the same thing, same yep. thing, the same thing. Yeah. No, spiritually, we can move ourselves to be yep. in tune with God, what he is doing, what he has done, uh, and looking forward to the hope that we have in his second coming. This is the trend, not just sending something home with parents to reiterate in the home, although that's valuable. Don't just hear me. But to say, okay, we're actually going to be so forward thinking we want parents to be the first and best discipler because that's what we believe scripturally. Hey friends, welcome to the Kids Ministry Circle podcast. Kids Ministry Circle is a community for kids ministry leaders to be encouraged and equipped to love and serve the local church. I'm your host, Lauren Jackson, and today's episode is with some of my favorite ministry friends. And we are all talking about how to equip and champion parents, specifically during the Easter and Lent season. Before we jump into the conversation, I have a quick announcement. One of the ways we try to equip and encourage kids ministry leaders is through our cohort. The Kids Ministry Circle cohort is 12 weeks of group coaching where leaders get to learn and grow alongside fellow leaders and new friends. We talk about everything from volunteers to discipleship, and trust me, you will walk away feeling more equipped to lead your ministry and more encouraged to know that you are not alone. This is the last week to sign up. Our cohort begins next week and we are so excited. So don't miss your opportunity to be encouraged and equipped to be the best leader you can be. All right, on to our conversation with Jenna and Frank. Hello and welcome to the Kids Ministry Circle podcast. Kids Ministry Circle is a community for kids ministry leaders to be encouraged and equipped to love and serve the local church. Today our conversation is with some sweet friends from Family Time Training. We have Jenna and Frank and you will get to know them here in just a second. Um, so guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Thanks for being so here. So excited yeah. to be a part of it. I've listened to the podcast yes, and now I get here. to be on the podcast. Yay! Yay. So fun. So why don't you introduce yourselves? Okay. Talk to us a little bit about your ministry experience, how you got in to family time training, and maybe where you guys are either attending or serving mm-hmm. now. So Jenna, why don't you kick us sure, off? Sure, I'll kick it off. So Jenna Halleck married to the extraordinary Mark Halleck. <laughs> he is yes. extraordinary. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's extraordinary, giving hugs. I, was, I had a <laughs> funny is. conversation about that the other day. <laughs> now, he is the lead pastor of our church at Calvary Church in Englewood, so that is where I attend. Mm-hmm. I kind of joke that... Um, you know, I have to attend there, yep. but actually I get to, I yes. can't imagine oh, being anywhere awesome. else. That's awesome. And we've been married for, um, almost 24 years and we have two wonderful young adults. Our daughter Zoe is 20 and our son Eli is 17, getting ready to bridge over into adulthood this summer. So he's a junior in high school. So we're, we are in that, uh, stage of parenting where we're launching people into the world, which is super exciting Mm -hmm. and watching God uh, be at work in their lives in a really unique way as they're making some decisions. So I've been with family time training for 
Uh, it'll be 15 years this year. Mm-hmm. I've served in a lot of different capacities, but uh, became executive director in 2017. Mm-hmm. And uh, just love and continue to be passionate about passing the faith at home to our kids. Mm-hmm. It's, yep. it's got to be the church and the family partnering together to raise up the next generation for Christ. Mm-hmm. And I love to talk about it. I love to see families take hold of that mm-hmm. command mm-hmm. to pass the faith at home. And so Frank and I have gotten the pleasure of working together just the last couple of years. That's so. right. Yeah. So my name is Frank Trimble, and I've been with Family Time since January of 21. And so, but a little bit of a background there, I spent the majority of my ministry life in youth ministry mm-hmm. um, so far. So for the better part of the last decade, I was a youth minister in East Texas. And so that was an unexpected turn for me. I, I was in seminary and thought I was going to be uh, just focusing on, I thought, apologetics and hmm. lead pastor stuff. And that was... So it's a long story, but God directed me to youth ministry. I felt a clear leading from the Lord that that was what I was supposed to do. So I went into that with much fear and trembling. Yep. <laughs> I don't think I ever started to stop <laughs> trembling on that. But it became such a passion. And during that time, uh, so I should say, my wife's name is Kristen, and I've got a four-year-old named Olivia, seven-year-old named Ava. So God's blessed our family. And when Ava came around, um, I started to remember a lot of what professors that I had in seminary were talking about the importance of discipling your own kids. Mm -hmm. And before I had kids, those classes kind of went in one ear, not the other. I didn't mean for that to happen, but it just kind of did, right? You're like, sorry, professors. Sorry. (laughs) I did apologize to them later, by the way. I I did. And so (laughs) So when I started remembering all of what they were saying, and my daughter was, I was watching her one day while my wife was off at work, and it just dawned on me, like, I'm supposed to disciple her, Mm -hmm. and I didn't have a clue of what to do. This was after seminary at this point. I'd been in ministry for several years already and all this stuff, and I didn't have a clue. So that's when I started looking. I called back those professors, took them to lunch, apologized, um, (laughs) and asked them to maybe give me the Cliff Notes version of of what they had taught me already. Uh, But no, and so that dove me down a rabbit hole that I never have never reemerged from, just the world Mm -hmm. of family ministry, theology around it, ecclesiology around. And so it's just been a passion. So while I was a youth minister, I started to try, I started to try to kind of reshape what I was doing in the church as well while I was trying to reshape what I was doing in the home. So while I started family worship in my house, Mm -hmm. uh, I tried to start innovating in my youth ministry. And I had a really loving church that gave me a lot of ground, Mm. a lot of room to try different things. And so, Yeah. um, yeah, it was just never the same after that family ministry became a passion. And then God's sovereignty is just cool in all this. I was at the D6 conference in Frisco. must have been 2016 or 17. I can't remember. So right when you started as the director, I'm assuming. Yeah, year um, before. I think it was 16. Mm-hmm. And so I went with a friend kind of last minute, and I'm a big fan of Colorado State University, <laughs> which is... Big fan. Doesn't do anything big for fan. me, but I still enjoy <laughs> it, right? Uh, but uh, I was wearing a CSU shirt at the food trucks. Jenna walks by. She was down there representing family time and she saw a shirt about Colorado. So she said, hi, said small world moment. My my husband, she said, my husband pastors a church in Colorado. She gave me her card. She gave me information for Mark. Long story short, eventually read a book, uh, that included, uh, the story of Calvary. And I was like, Mm -hmm. who is that again? Yep. And so then I thought, Oh, what was the family ministry thing again? So I looked it up, reached out. They equipped me to be a trainer in my local area, started writing for them a little bit. And then we felt during all of the COVID craziness, I felt like the Lord was closing the door on a really wonderful time of ministry at my last church. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad or anything like that. It was just God was closing the door. Mm-hmm. And so make a very long story short, try, <laughs> attempting to, God uh, 
led me to call Jenna, and we uh, it was just a good timing thing. We found ourselves getting ready to move to Denver, which was a big change for yep. our family. But God is God is so good, and so we're we're excited to be here. Yeah, we've been That's a great awesome. team since January twenty one. Twenty one, yeah, maybe even a little bit before, because Frank was doing some blogging and writing like said, and different yes. things. Yeah. Even when I was That's doing right. family time stuff, yeah, we talked about Frank all the time and how great he was. Because as, <laughs> as soon as I found out about it, man, I was sold and yeah. started trying the stuff in the mm-hmm. home. Because like I said, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. So the, I think one of the first things we tried was an Advent study. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it just... It's a great entry point. Man, yep. it, was, it was so good. Yep. It was so good. That's awesome. Okay, really quick. I want to hear, and I want the people to hear the family worship steps mm-hmm. like give it to me quick okay just so, a quick rundown of what when you mean what do you mean talk about family worship yeah what does that mean yes. for families yes well we call it family time and yeah. so our goal at family time training is that a family would have a 20 minute once a week family worship experience mm-hmm. that would include praying together singing together, reading the word together, and then a fun hands-on Bible activity. Yep. It's very succinct. We boldface the words that families can say if they use the activities that uh, family time creates and provides. And that is a very quick yeah. overview. Of that. That's yeah. perfect. No, that's yeah. great. Because when we use, I wanted to have a good definition of when we talk about family time and we talk yeah. about family worship, the listeners will know, oh, this is what it means. It yeah. doesn't mean a daily devotional it means a saturday morning friday night sunday afternoon whatever day you want it yes mm-hmm. 20 minutes really intentional mm-hmm. and hopefully really impactful well yeah. and the hope is that if you have that time you now have become the teacher of your child yep and they're coming to you with their questions with their excitement maybe about what god is doing or how they're seeing him at work mm-hmm. instead of feeling like that only happens in the church building mm-hmm. right and yep. we also design our resources like you already said to be kind of you don't have to spend a lot of time studying Really, mm-hmm. studying is not the right word for it. Right. You can read it as a script if you want. So it's supposed to be designed to be kind of plug and go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a really easy on-ramp for people who have never done this at home totally. before. Yes. So that's awesome. Okay. So the reason that I wanted to invite you guys onto the podcast, because this episode will launch on Ash Wednesday, yeah. and that is the mark of the beginning of the Lenten season mm-hmm. leading up to Holy Week and Easter Sunday. And this season, I know for me... I didn't know what this season was until I was in college and into my young adult life. And for some churches, this season is very important in their church life. Um, A lot of churches do an Ash Wednesday service. Some churches Mm -hmm. don't really participate and don't Mm -hmm. really practice the Lenten season. And that's okay. It is kind of is what it is. Either you do it or you don't. And there's no harm in both. Right. Um, But for families who know about it, who Mm -hmm. want to practice it, this can be a really confusing season to explain to young kids. Sure. And uh, similar to this season of Advent, which we just hit, it, Advent is very much more celebratory. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Right. Jesus is being born. The Christmas, the decorations, everything is so yeah. exciting. And, well, and the whole culture is yes. I was about to say, it's yes. overtly. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The kids see... Advent and Christmas everywhere right. they go. Right, right. And for Lent, it's a longer season. Mm-hmm. It's not as exciting, right? Mm-hmm. We're gearing mm-hmm. up towards the death and resurrection of Jesus, which mm-hmm. the resurrection is obviously a huge deal and right. very exciting. Mm-hmm. But you have to have the death of Jesus first. That's right. right. And yeah. Holy Week is often a very dark yeah. week. Sober. And, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and confusing. And, and so I would love to hear you guys 
kind of talk to the listeners and the kids ministry leaders who are listening and how can we equip parents to participate in this season? Because Mm -hmm. I do think this season is really special and I can share what our family does kind of after we chat about it, but how maybe share examples of how you guys do this Mm -hmm. in your own family or how you've done it over the years, but also how you are encouraging families to to participate in this season. Yeah. I think that an easy start to it might be letting them know that it's a thing. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, you might be in a church where they don't celebrate this and there might be some uh, theological or historical reasons why they're not really excited about that. So, Mm -hmm. um, providing resources that'll be palatable to the leadership of the church is great, Yep. but just letting them know it's a thing and then providing tangible resources and getting them excited about it. I think the children's minister has a unique opportunity mm-hmm. to say, hey, this is a great opportunity to focus your hearts and minds mm-hmm. on the such important event, of course, of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Now, here's a guide you can have. Like using words like that, mm-hmm. Here is here are some steps you can take. Here are some lessons you can do that just prepare your family's mm-hmm. heart to think through and focus on what does it mean that Christ came and died yep. and rose again? Yep. So just that introduction, I, we don't want to assume anything that parents mm-hmm. already know. We want them to hear from us, hey, the Lenten season is a great time. Or if your church, are, if your church is not really big on those terms, just Easter season. Mm-hmm. The Easter season is such a great time to grow in your faith and help your kids grow in your faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, and I think remembering observing this season mm-hmm. uh, as a church or as a family, not because it's a biblical mandate right. because you're not going <clears> to <throat> find Advent or Lent yep. in the Bible. Right? right. So it's like, what are we doing? We're creating rhythms, mm-hmm. spiritual rhythms for our family so that we don't just get a every day and it's the same day, like Mm -hmm. the groundhog day. Like, okay, we're just doing the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. No, spiritually we can move ourselves to be in tune with God, what he is doing, what he has done, Mm -hmm. uh, and looking forward to the hope that we have in his second coming. Rhythms that we can create for our families. And so actually in our resources, which I know we're going to get to, we talk about the different seasons of the church and how a family can participate in that. That's awesome. Should they choose. So when you're looking at um, the family time resources on Lent and Advent, we try to unpack that a little bit more and help parents see the value in creating this time and space. Now, it'll say Advent is pretty low-hanging fruit for most families. They're doing Christmassy things, and so we help them build that in. But you're right. With Easter, we don't do that as much. Mm -hmm. You've got your egg hunt. Maybe you see the Easter bunny, which is so creepy. (laughs) I don't think there are any non-creepy versions of that. (laughs) I don't think so either. However hard they try. Just go find a live bunny. I don't know. Like like, That feels so much less creepy. Maybe don't just pick up a bunny (laughs) off the street. (laughs) But observe the bunny out in its natural habitat. I was going to say, if it gets close to you, it's probably not safe to be around. I know. If it's a costumed bunny, I'm just saying, (laughs) don't do it. Church leaders, can you please not have the costumed bunny? I feel like also to the children's ministers, like the holiday season, we've already kind of touched on this a little bit, is such a great catalyst for the rest of the year. Absolutely. And so like you think, okay, we're naturally doing this around Christmas time. Might take a little bit more intentionality around Easter time. But then one of our big hopes is that parents and church leaders can see that these kind of quote unquote traditions uh, can carry out even in a mundane uh, Monday in July, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, or whatever day you choose to do a family time on. Yep. And so it's just that great catalyst to kind of s- let parents see, Hey, this is possible. Mm-hmm. It's not out of reach. And there are good, tangible 
uh, resources that are palatable for you to mm-hmm. where it's not scary. Yeah. You know? Well, and I'll say too, I actually did grow up in a tradition where okay. we did observe Lent yeah. mm-hmm. as a season and there were markers that were very uh, helpful. I mean, yeah. I think the biggest thing that I learned later in life was sort of, you know, you would give up something for Lent, right? That was sort of Mm -hmm. a hallmark of the Lenten season was giving something up, but I Mm -hmm. didn't totally understand the why. Yeah. So part of our intention is even if you are in a church tradition where this is part of it, we want our kids to understand the why. Mm -hmm. And so doing this at home helps to bridge that gap of knowledge that they may not just get from your church environment. So it's important that we as parents are teachers Mm -hmm. uh, in myriad ways, but especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to spiritual things and biblical things. So, and the other last thing I would say is Lent made again, like you said, Lauren, 40 Mm -hmm. days, that's a long time. Yeah. So it may be you make Holy week your observation of Easter yep. as a family <laughs> Time. that's Palm, <laughs> yeah. Palm Sunday yeah. through Resurrection totally. Sunday. Yep. That's totally. your focus. And mm-hmm. so our resources are built not just to be done weekly through the Lenten yep. season, but could also be applied to a Palm Sunday to Resurrection Sunday. Yes. Yep. And so you're doing something every day just for that week, yes. mm-hmm. but it's really building in meaning to that yeah. time. Frank, what you said earlier of this season is really about turning our hearts towards God and what he's doing yeah. in our family and in our church and in our world. Yeah. And kind of what you were saying, Jenna, of talking about most times when people think of Lent, they think of giving something up. Mm. And a lot of times I have the conversation with parents of, well, what if you just added something in? Because mm-hmm. most of the time adding something in, you're sacrificing something. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Whether that's TV time yeah. or oh, yeah. just scrolling Instagram or whatever, yeah. like normally mm-hmm. when you add something in, you have to give something up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think for parents, the view of adding something in is way easier than getting their kids to give up chocolate or right. give up something like I know for me as a parent of young kids, I don't want to give up TV time. <laughs> like our kids get to yeah. watch a show after nap time. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of our rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, man, if I had to give that up, like I get a lot of stuff done yeah, in yeah. that 30 minutes they're yeah. watching TV. Well, and let's yeah. just remember too, the whole giving something up was to create space to right. reflect on what Christ's yeah. sacrifice on the cross m- means yeah. for us, yeah. right? Yeah. So like, are we giving something up just for the sake of giving it up? Exactly. The adding in yeah. actually then can help yeah. with that teaching opportunity. That well, yeah. Sometimes something as simple as a TV show doesn't, it's and we always hear about screen time. We always hear about that, but there are good shows. You know, mm-hmm. like even my my kids are looking really looking forward to the Wingfeather Saga shows. If yes. you've heard of that, and my kid asks about it every day. Like, <laughs> yes. when's the next episode yep. coming out? And it's a Christian author. It's wholesome content. So, and it's just an episode. And so it's it's a great reminder yeah. to help your parents in your churches uh, avoid legalism in this process. Mm-hmm. So family worship, family time. Any like any other spiritual discipline, quote unquote, can become just a ritual. Yeah. And some of some people might be listening, like you might be in a Lutheran background or one that's liturgical. I have a friend that was a youth pastor at a Lutheran church in this area, and and he didn't grow up in that environment. And so when he encountered the recitations of stuff like the Apostles' Creed and more of the ritual, I mean, he came from like a background where they didn't have that, so he loved it. Mm-hmm. But his people just did it. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? So in those circumstances, the children's minister or the other staff members can really breathe life back into that mm-hmm. and say, why do we do this? Mm-hmm. You know, why are we doing it? It's really exciting, actually. It's because of... So a lot of it is just that energy of going, think about what we're doing. Yeah. And then helping your parents translate that to the home. Yep. I think that's great. And so that adding that piece in of saying, oh, no, we're as a family going to be doing something during Holy Week. And maybe that is, hey, we're going to skip soccer practice. Mm-hmm. Right. For this one week during Holy Week, because we want to do something every night as a right, family. Right. And um, and so I think that is a good place to start for a lot of families yeah. is how can you add something in that is tangible? Mm. And for kids ministry leaders, I always like to use the phrase, how can you help parents win in this season? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And how like, can you really support and challenge them to be the primary spiritual voice? Because wouldn't it be great if kids showed up on Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday and already knew what was happening and they already knew what was going to be taught and they heard it at home first because that's what we want. We want the parents to be able to tell the story and read the Bible together Mm. with their kids. And so the church is secondary to what's Mm. happening in the home. For sure. Well, it's flipping the script, right, from what's been happening. And I'm hearing that, Lauren, over and over again Mm -hmm. is not just sending something home with parents to reiterate in the home, although that's valuable. Don't totally, mishear me. Totally. But to say, okay, we're actually going to be so forward thinking we want parents to be the first and best discipler because that's what we believe yeah. scripturally. Mm-hmm. Get it to them the week before or the month before, however it's done. Yeah. And then parents get to teach before the kids show up with yeah. the in a Sunday school or children's yeah. church mm-hmm. environment. I think that's just super encouraging to hear that this trend really is taking root. Yeah, yeah. it really uh, is. And because I think we can go back to scripture and say, that's actually how God designed it to be. Right, yep. right. Yeah. Mm. So I've had been having this conversation quite a bit with kids ministry leaders is they have a handful of families who are coming to their church that are new believers, totally. which like praise God for yes. having these parents who are entering the church for the first time, mm-hmm. believing in Jesus and they have never seen discipleship modeled. Maybe they've never been discipled themselves. They don't know what it looks like to disciple their kids. And so they're just got this, I feel like I, this vision of like, they just got a big question mark over their head. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know what this looks like. I don't know what to do. They're willing, but they just don't. Yes. And, Mm -hmm. and so I feel like kids ministry leaders are in this tension of, well, I have my families who are participating and doing things and doing devotionals and all that stuff. And then I have these families over here who are starting from Mm. the ground of just learning themselves, Mm -hmm. being discipled themselves. And now we're asking them to turn around and disciple their kids and they don't know how to. And so how would you encourage a kids ministry leader to really come alongside parents? Mm. And I think this is really sacred work to sit across the table from a parent who doesn't know what discipleship looks like and to really train them in that. And so what would be your words of encouragement or how would you, if you were a kids ministry leader, how would you do this? How would you? Don't you feel like the first thing I would say is first of all, let's normalize the fact that whether you grew up in a believing home or not, most people did not experience discipleship in the home. Yes. So I think I would take down that barrier Mm. first. A lot of it is demystifying things. Debunking. Because it's this thought that parents are looking around at other parents being like, well, they've got all, they've got it all together. Like mm-hmm. their kid knows all the answers. Well, the answer yeah. to everything is always Jesus. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so yeah. It's pretty easy. So. I, I would say too, one thing that encouraged me early on as a dad was, uh, I don't even remember what speaker it was, but 
he said at a conference, he said, just stay one step ahead of your kids. Mm. Oh, and I have heard. I've heard that too. Just that stay was one really step good. ahead. And that sounds like, what do you mean? It, it's just a, a common thing that we need to debunk or demystify is this idea. Okay. They need a professional. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so that's why there's been such a shift over the last hundred years in America where it's going, Oh, it's got to be the specialized professional that's doing mm-hmm. everything. And you as a children's minister, if you're listening to this, that's a huge weight on your shoulders. Yep. It's basically the church staff hiring you, leaders hiring you to say, go get all the kids, reach mm-hmm. them, yeah. disciple them, you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or even the idea of you raise up leaders to do it with you. So that makes it easier, right? When in fact, God's given this institution of the family to be that primary place of discipleship. So a part of that, one of the there's a blog article on there, and I'll try to send it to you, Lauren. But yep. It's by Timothy Paul Jones, and he uh, the whole idea of the article is God has called the amateur. Mm. He hasn't called the expert. And what he means by that is God has uniquely called and gifted you, parent, um, to be the best discipler of your kid, even though you didn't go to, may, may not have gone to seminary, or you got saved yesterday. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's a, there's a bunch of layers here. So I think one thing we learn best by teaching Mm-hmm. And so when we stay one step ahead, which could literally be the day reading, before. I was going to say yeah. reading the activity yep. the night before you're going to do it with your kids. And yep. I think letting parents know that they won't have all the answers. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think one way children's ministers can model this is for the children's ministers to say, we don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so why would you think you have all the answers? I got, yeah. I had the privilege of going to school for it or whatever, getting specialized training for it. Um, but I don't know the answers. Mm-hmm. And so that honesty with kids is big. Yeah. And the honesty to say, you know what? We used to hear this at youth ministry conferences all the time of like, hey, don't feel like you have to act like you know the answer to the question that you don't know the answer to. Mm. Tell the student, you know, that you're willing. You say, I'm not sure, but will you look through this with me? Will yeah. you research mm-hmm. this with me? Let's find out together. Let's mm-hmm. find out together. Well, parents can do that with their kids and it's yeah. actually pretty mm-hmm. special. So I think doing away with the idea like, well, they need an expert and I don't know anything. I was saved yesterday. I don't know anything. Well, still, mm-hmm. God's given you this opportunity that he's not going to abandon you in. And so yep. I think modeling that, but also I think with children's ministers, like, you know, one of my mentors says the number one um, reason for spiritually apathetic kids is spiritually apathetic parents. Mm-hmm. And so parents need to be discipled. That's yep. right. And so the adult ministry in the church, uh, the women's ministry in the church, the men's ministry, whatever that looks like in your church, um, I don't know necessarily all the ins and outs of it, mm-hmm. but emphasizing that in your children's ministry, yep. emphasizing opportunities there to say, hey, yeah. it's not all about our kids, like that your kids need you to have a close walk with the Lord. Yeah, parents need to be growing. Need to be Grandparents growing. need to be growing. We never yep. stop growing and learning yep. as followers right. of Christ. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is just that taking down these assumptions. Mm -hmm. And at Family Time, our resources are designed that they can be used by anyone regardless of their biblical knowledge. Because we know that a lot of families or a lot of parents, grandparents, they maybe don't know their Bible. They're in a rush. They want to fit it in, but it needs to be simple and and Mm -hmm. easy to use. And so... As I mentioned, like we're going to boldface the words you can say. Oftentimes we have typed out all of the Bible references. So, oh, on the fly, I don't know where the Bibles are, but I can pick up this book and we can experience this together. And then the the hands-on activities are such an important part of learning. I think for Mm -hmm. many of us, we don't learn just by hearing. We need to be doing Doing, something, seeing something. Uh, But again, 
we want those to be things that hopefully you have the supplies already around the house, mm -hmm. something that's easy to do. So for new believers specifically to answer your question, mm -hmm. I just feel like we believe in the family time resource as a resource that even a baby Christian could totally. use yeah. Yeah. and that they would feel successful because we do, we learn by teaching and we can learn alongside our kids mm -hmm. and we want it to be fun. We always say we want it to be fun for kids and adults. I say even more so if you are a new believer and you're just trying to get some of these foundational things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love, I love that. Something I tell kids ministry leaders and parents all the time is kids ministry leaders tend to be generalists mm -hmm. when it comes to the kids in their ministry where the parents are the specialists. Mm. They know those, they know their kids yes. better than anybody else. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. And, and so sitting, like I can picture a kids ministry leader, like this would be really practical advice of take the resource, whether it's family time trainings resource or whatever resource yeah. your church is putting out for mm -hmm. this season and sit across the table from a parent mm. and say, let's look at this together. Yeah. Yes. Let me show you what this looks like. Let's, yeah. let's brainstorm how you could do this at home. Let's talk about ways that you can do it. Mm. And then how sweet would it be to send a text to that parent and say, Hey, how'd it go tonight? Yeah. Mm. I was like going to say the yeah. accountability piece of Follow that yeah. from somebody that loves you and you love them. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a built in relationship there where you're, they're too scared to ask because they don't want to look like they don't know, or they don't do something yeah. in the home. And you go to them and not assuming a thing, just go, Hey, I want to share this with you. And I wanted to say on that point, I'm sure that almost every children's minister that's listening to this sends home take home stuff. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so what you just described, I'm sure, and it's quality. What mm -hmm. you're sending home is quality. It's good. Yeah. But how many of them get thrown away in the car? Or they yep. don't open the email or whatever it is. So that intentionality of whether it be a training event that you put on in your mm -hmm. church, whether it be a lunch or a coffee, just going, Hey, I want to show this to you. Yeah. I'm so excited about it. And, and I'm so glad our curriculum has this. Can I, can I take you to lunch and show it to you? Yeah. Most time they're going to be like, well, sure. Yeah. Especially mm -hmm. if I get a free coffee out of it. Exactly. <laughs> or, I mean, I'm thinking of all these things now, all these examples, mm -hmm. but it's yeah. like, how sweet would it be to do a parent family event on Palm Sunday mm. and do the first day right? yes. Yes. and then say In community, yes, mm -hmm. together with families and then mm. say, okay, parents and families, now you get to do something like this every night of Holy week. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you get like, to, I like and so that. this yeah. example of a lot of times when people learn by it being modeled mm. and you have to provide a space for parents to be modeled what it looks like to disciple their kids. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes me as a parent, sometimes there's, there's people in my life who I can send like an SOS text to of like totally. SOS, this happened in our house tonight and I don't know what to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. And I feel like kids, ministry leaders can be that person totally. for some parents in mm -hmm. their ministry that says SOS, my child just asked this question. I don't have mm -hmm. an answer to it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the kids, ministry leader can be like, okay, great. Let's talk about it. Like let's, let's grab it. coffee this week and we'll talk about it. You don't need to an answer it right now. That's right. You don't need to have all the answers in the moment. Yes. <laughs> and so I feel like that's, that could be such a sweet yeah. relationship building opportunity mm. for the parents and the kids ministry leaders. Yeah. And so I think that's great. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I thought, I feel like we have given them so many good examples of things that they can do and so many prepare. Things. I know prepare yeah. for Easter. And so before we finish out this conversation, you know, we always have the question mm -hmm. at the end, but I would love for you guys to share where do people find family time training? Mm -hmm. What are some resources that are the most well-loved? What are you guys coming out with for Easter? What's mm -hmm. available? Talk about how uh, a kids ministry leader who's listening, who's like, I want to get this for all of our parents. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Yeah. Well, famtime.com. Okay. 
And pmtime.com slash shop is where you can find all of the print and digital resources. Mm-hmm. So I would say go there, check it out, sign up for our newsletter, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. We're also on social media. We are on a lot of the social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We took You're the doing plunge. You're doing it. Took the plunge. <laughs> and, uh, and YouTube, we're actually moving some of our video content into a YouTube page. So we're hoping that will be a great resource for yeah, you. Yeah, and we, we've got a podcast as well that we yep. had Lauren on. That's right. I know. <laughs> Fam Time. The Fam Time Podcast. The Fam Time Podcast. Yeah. So that is i mean there are lots of ways you can hear about us Mm -hmm. you can get the resources as far as the easter resources we have three uh prepare celebrate and seeing the savior Mm -hmm. seeing the savior is only available in a digital version actually Mm -hmm. lauren will help to work on that when she is on staff with Mm -hmm. us so we have those options and as we've already talked about you can use them throughout the lenten season or just for holy week Mm -hmm. i would they're different thematically but mm-hmm. you're going to get the same uh great content and then and structure and thank you that's yeah. a better word <laughs> so we are yeah we are here to serve you we have a, our consulting branch we do training mm-hmm. so there's a lot mm-hmm. of ways that we can partner with you right. as a kids ministry leader yeah. to help make this happen in the lives of the families that you serve right. because yeah. we know that that's what god desires for our families and hopefully take some weight off of your back right. of the weight that we know you're carrying as, as a child. I was, was going to say, when we come and do a training event for parents, one of the things we love to do is to champion you, the children's yep. minister and the youth minister and, and to expose the people again to the resources that you already provide. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's different when a speaker comes in and says the same thing you've been saying for years in some cases, and it's different all of a sudden. So we love to champion that and show that there should be a clear partnership between yeah. you and the home. That's awesome. Okay, so the last question we always ask mm-hmm. is if you were talking to someone brand new in ministry, mm-hmm. kids ministry or family ministry, what would be, and even Jenna, you could talk about being married to a pastor, all that kind of stuff, because okay. that's a whole other ministry in itself. Mm. But if you were talking to someone brand new in ministry, what would be your words of encouragement or advice? Mm. Mm-hmm. There's so many things. I know. So, I mean, just stay the course. Mm. Mm. You know, like the Lord has called you to where you are. Don't always think that the grass is greener somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an expression in our house that wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> so you just remember you're taking yourself and your yeah. attitude with you mm-hmm. wherever you go. It's not always someone else's problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's a good, I have to remind myself of that often, mm-hmm. even as in my parenting, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, I create uh, and set the tone or the temperature of the room. Mm-hmm. So um, stay the course. God's yeah. called you. He will sh- give you clear indicators when it's time to go, but yeah. just be where you are, be present and, and love people well. Yeah. Yeah. That's I would, awesome. I would just say quickly, um, it can be very easy for youth ministers, children's ministers to accidentally allow, um, their prep for their lessons to become their substitute for devotional. Ooh, um, and so good. I say that because I did that mm-hmm. uh, accidentally, um, because you would find just, I found, found myself pouring over the notes and the commentaries and the curriculums and the camp prep. And you kind of think in the back of your mind, well, I've been in the Bible for four hours right. this week or whatever, and yet neglect, um, personal worship, private worship, mm. private devotional. And so one of my biggest encouragements is, is to avoid that is to get accountability with that. Um, and whether it be in a discipleship group, a small group, whatever it might be, just, um, be willing to be vocal with somebody that you trust about, Hey, I need to protect myself mm-hmm. so that my, whatever I teach the kids in the church and the parents in the church is more of an overflow mm-hmm. as opposed to just something I do, because I think that's one of the biggest reasons 
ministers of any shape and size um, in any context of a local church burn out. Yeah. Um, and then the other really quick thing is you never know what kind of an impact you're making. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am still, I'm, I'm 34 and I'm still so close to those that ministered to me when I was a child. Mm-hmm. And so even though we're in a different state, they still, to this day, I remember some of their words to this day. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be weeks, week in and week out where you don't feel like you're making an impact. I promise you, you are because of the sovereignty of God. Mm, And so you might be planting seeds and that kid might look like he's not listening at all. Mm -hmm. And the parents might be difficult, but uh, God's in control here and he's called you to do something. And so I know that that's hard to think through when it's tough, but I promise you that if you say, like Jenna said, to stay the course, trust the Lord, um, lean into your personal worship with him. I believe you'll be healthier for it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Absolutely. We've got all the things listed in the show notes. So if you didn't have a chance to catch the things that Jenna said about where to find family time training, everything will be in the show notes. And we're just so grateful for your ministry and the way that you, the ways that you guys pour into local churches and church leaders. And we're so grateful to be able to partner together and do this side by side. Thank you for having us. No problem. Friends, don't you just love Jenna and Frank? We could have talked for hours about family discipleship, how to do it in home, how to support and equip parents. It's just the best. I hope you're able to walk away from this conversation with more ideas on how to partner with parents and for many, teach parents what discipleship can look like in their home for the very first time. Don't forget to head over to the show notes to find ways to connect with Family Time Training and learn more about how they can help you to equip the parents in your ministry. I've also linked some YouTube videos where I showcase some of the Family Time Training products. And then don't forget to head over to Instagram. And if you look through our highlight bubbles, you see some more of Family Time Training's uh, devotionals and different books that you can buy for your families. If you love this conversation, would you rate and review our podcast so that other leaders can find our podcast and learn alongside you? It really helps just allow people to know what Kids Ministry Circle podcast is all about, and you can help us do that. If you would like to keep the conversation going, you can head over to our Instagram and Facebook pages at Kids Ministry Circle. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.